0: the geek shall inherit the earth. Podcast to have an exclusive listen to Christmas Bubble by Stay Safe. It's uh, the song that Chris is talking about in our interview. It's a fantastic Christmas song. Please do have a listen to it and spread the word. Christmas Bubble by Stay Safe. Hey, yeah you're you're on the
1: yeah. Don't know why. Let's try that. There we go. Weird. Me, me uh, gyroscopy thing must have stopped working for some reason. No worries. How are you, You uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Just lost track of time there. Sorry about that, <laughs>
0: mate. You have been supremely <laughs> busy this week. <laughs> yeah, I am a bit. <laughs> you have been ridiculously busy this week. I uh, literally, I have, I have notifications on my phone for anything being posted in, in the group, so that mm. I don't miss anything, and it's literally like ping. <laughs> oh, <no. him. laughs> it's brilliant, and it you know, you know what's really, 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 really uh, like weird is I'm looking at you and I can't, I can't not see Xander <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, Xander <laughs> Because I've Ten seen it. Because I've seen the film. Um, yeah, but yeah, how's it? How's things been this week? All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not too. It's been a bit of a crazy week. I've I've been getting a bit behind. Uh, Holly was in hospital. I I mentioned it, didn't I to you? Yeah. yeah. She's back home now, and she's all right. She's been um, she's been given some medication and uh, antibiotics and stuff, and she's she's fine. She'll be all right. She's just just recovering, but she's a bit knackered and elsewhere. She'll be all right. She's uh, she's fine. So good stuff. Uh, But it's it's kind of thrown a spit off kilter this week. I don't know whether I'm coming or going, to be honest. But with everything else, like you so say, all the notifications popping up and dealing with, I mean, uh, bombard, having to bombard Lynx FM to get them to play a Cliff of us and all that business. Yeah. That was But they played it, though.
0: <laughs> they played they it. Yeah. Yeah. They played they it. So, yeah. 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 I love it. I I love it. I I keep, I've told you, I love the song. I think it's brilliant. I've I've been playing it I've been playing it in the house, I've been playing it to the kids, I've downloaded it onto my phone so that I can play it in the car.
1: You're going to be sick of it, mate.
0: <laughs> no, I love it though. Do you know what? It's, <laughs> it, it's, it reminds me of an old school proper Christmas song, you know? It reminds me of sort of Slade and Wizard type Christmas Yeah. Song. Yeah. I don't know why, it's just got that feel about it, you know?
1: Um, I think it's one of those things, isn't it, where um, you, know, you, you get, don't you, nowadays, you get people, the trends come back for releasing a Christmas song, isn't it? And, um, but people don't tend to capture that classic Christmas song feel very often. And whenever, whenever I've thought about doing it, I just they're the songs that I think about. So I think that's why it sort of feels that way, because that's, that's what's in my mind when I was writing it and recording it and all that business.
0: I mean, it, it it is brilliant. It has that. It does have that that like Christmassy feel. Proper Christmassy, old school. You know, like mm. I said, like Wizard Slade, a little bit of Cliff Shaking. Mm. You know, all, <laughs> those, all those classic Christmas songs that are forty, fifty years old, but people yeah. still play them like
1: like they're going out of fashion. You know, they've been around forever. Well, they've um, they've made uh. Millionaires of people, aren't they? Those songs alone are the reason that, uh, well, Noddy Holder doesn't have to gig anymore. No.
0: No, he don't. No, no, he don't. To be fair, Michael Bublé doesn't really need to defrost himself at all, does he? You know, (laughs) he he plugs out the same album every year and people still buy it in their millions and it's the same album.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's it's just ridiculous. Mariah, she doesn't need any money either.
2: You know,
1: well, that song always could. that's the one they always vote. Actually, you know, they did the, the that Lynx FM vote thing. They they always vote that song is the, like the, one of the top ones.
0: See, I, I wouldn't put it as my as like my favourite. I I like I mean I really like the darkness, don't let The Bells end. I love yeah. that. Just yeah. because it's just very <laughs> gay play on words, but <laughs> yeah. also, also it's actually a decent Christmas song.
1: Yeah, it's not yeah, a bad mean, song, actually. I
0: think my my favourite has gotta be the song from Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore in it. Yeah. Um, Sheena Easton, it's Christmas All Over the World.
1: I remember it,
0: yeah. I yeah. love that song. I absolutely love it. Um, I would say that's my favourite. I mean, I like the you don't Mariah hear it song. I like don't you? you don't hear it that often, do you? Do you know what? I haven't heard it once. I've been listening to uh, Heart. The Christmas,
1: Heart Christmas, and I've not heard it once. It's weird, isn't it? I wonder why certain songs seem to be the ones that make it through. And then a song like that, which obviously was massive at the time when the film was out, it's not really played other than when the film goes out, is it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's really, really strange because Santa Claus the movie is like one of the best Christmas films ever. David Huddleston is like is Santa Claus. He's he's like Sir Richard Attenborough <laughs> when it yeah. comes to Santa, you know. <laughs> um, and the film is brilliant, you know. John Lithgow and Dudley Moore, David yeah. Huddleston. It's a fantastic cast, and it's always played every year. And the song is always played every year on TV, but just not on the radio. <laughs> I know that's
1: very bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I don't know.
0: That is no. I've got no idea. No idea. (laughs) It's a shame, but I'm going to be playing it. I'm going to play it on my on my
1: show because I love it. Maybe you should do like alternative Christmas songs, the ones that not the mainstream ones that people love, but you don't hear. That's that's what I'm
0: going to be doing uh, because I'm not going to play on my Sunday shows. I'm not going to play like loads and loads of Christmas songs. I'm only going to play sort of like ten or eleven. Just mixed mm. in, but they're they're still going to be sort of you're not your upbeat super, you know, like jazzy ones. They're going to be the 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 real smooth, chilled out ones, you know. Ooh. So, um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Just mix it up a little bit. But everyone's going to get sick of Christmas songs at some point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're always I don't on know. the radio. It's
0: always the same songs. It's it's nice yeah. to have different songs, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when I, was, well, like, when I was younger, I always used to like the um, David Bowie and Bing Crosby one, and nobody yeah. ever listened to that back then, but now that's uh, massive. It seems to be all, on all the uh, compilations now, but it was never popular when I was younger and we used to listen to it. It was kind of, one of a bit of a novelty song that no one else had ever heard of.
0: See, I love it. I, I, love, I, love, uh, I love that song, the Bing Crosby and David Bowie one. I think it's brilliant. I think it's yeah, so it's clever. Lovely. So, so yeah. clever. You know, but then, you know, I, I love alternative Christmas songs. I don't like the same ones. So, what what made you write, write this one then? Because I did read in one of the one of the snippets that I've, that people have posted uh, that, that called you S-
1: Sleaford's Mr Christmas or something. <laughs> well, some people call me Mr Christmas. Some people call me Christmas Chris, and some a few people call me a lot worse than that. But we won't get. <laughs> <laughs> I've written, I've written a few Christmas songs. <laughs> that's why. Um, Fair enough. It was, it's, it was nine years ago, and actually, I'll, I'll tell you the full story. I don't usually tell people the full story of this one, but I know you're into your geek stuff and you yeah, know, all the like retro TV and stuff. And I'd written this Christmas song, and I thought it was a bit fun. It was sort of slightly humorous, but had the right feel to it, and I thought, yeah, this, this could be quite a nice Christmas song if it's recorded right and um, I just got chatting with um, Oh uh, Roy Skelton who uh, was the voice of Zippy and George in Rainbow yeah. and um, I knew Malcolm Lord reasonably well who did um, Bungle because obviously Malcolm's in Shadows of a Stranger and uh, I thought that'd be, it'd be really fun to get the Rainbow cast to do um christmas song so i thought yeah team up with a rainbow cast bring them back have zippy george and bungle and jeffrey doing uh doing the um the christmas song and we i think we recorded bungle we got as far as recording bungle and there were loads of issues with copyright because it's it's owned by fremantle the massive company now and i'm just an independent guy i don't have a lot of money and they they wanted thousands for the um, copyright. And I'm like, well, well, I don't have thousands to make the record at all, let alone yeah. to the copyright for for the characters. So I just sort of I hope they might see past it and see that it was just like keeping the brand going, keeping the characters going in a good way. But no, they didn't. They didn't want it. So that kind of got halted. And I had this song sitting there. I've recorded all the instruments. And I had this song sitting there. And he was coming up to Christmas and I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna do it myself, I'll just do it myself. And I phoned up um, Rich Dutton, who is the writer of Shadows of Stranger. Yeah. And uh, another mate of mine, Ben Thwaites, who uh, he, I met him through Shadows of Stranger. He did a lot of work on that with us as well. And I said, guys, can you do me a favor? I've got this Christmas song and I need a quick video for it. So I thought it'd be really funny if um, we go out into Sleaford and I'll just I'll play the song in my ear but I'll randomly just sing it to people who are shopping in town and uh, so we did that and they were kind of like hiding behind their hats and that filming me with these little cameras and we just we did two goes of it up and down the high street and I was like hugging members of the public like unsuspecting members of the public and it was hilarious because nine out of 10 people were just really miserable, but that kind of made the video. (laughs) They're either miserable or didn't know what the hell was going on. And that kind of made it really funny. And it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a local hit because it was just so quirky. And I think because we hadn't really planned it too much, it kind of was one of those things that just turned out really fun. Yeah. Just fun. And, uh, you know, local news picked it up and it got loads of hits on YouTube. It was, it was a bit of a, yeah, it was quite, it was a bit of a local hit. So that was, that was my first foray into Christmas music. And then uh, we did... Just got the bug another, ever since. Yeah, we did, did one with the school a couple of, well, about three years ago, the, the local primary school. And then obviously this one. Thought, yeah, um, it's time to, time to write a new Christmas song. But of course, with the, uh, the pandemic, it sort of gave us a re another reason to do something a bit special. Yeah. So that was that was the thinking behind the the original idea to to do it and and make um make a project that kids could get on board with this Christmas because there aren't going to be that many of of this type that they'll be able to do. I mean, I know schools are quite restricted, and you know a lot of the plays aren't going ahead. A lot of the, they're not allowed to sing in big groups and stuff, are they? So no. I was thinking, how can we how can we find a way around that, you know, make it so the kids can do it, but do it safely. And, and so that's, that was the kind of idea behind the group really. And they've done it, they've done it all over Zoom, mostly over Zoom. Well, funnily enough, there hasn't been any Zoom calls. In it. That was the, that was going to be the idea of making the video. But what we did was we, um, there's a brilliant little studio in Sleaford called Street Star Live. And I, I had a chat with them and said, what do you think to the project can we do these uh covid safe sessions at your studio and they they loved the idea so we sort of chatted about how we could make it work and we said right well if we do sessions of no more than four kids at a time make sure that you know um there's only one of them singing on a microphone at any one point clean all the equipment down between uses and make um sanitize on the way in and out. do temperature checks you know all that business yeah and uh, and just really sort of um limited studio sessions with like i say some some of the sessions only had two kids and i think the the most kids we had in the studio any one time was like four kids um and and even then it was only like one or two singing at at once so it was quite it took a long time to get it all done because um because I think we only ended up having two studio sessions. We were meant to have uh, three, six, nine, at least 12 studio sessions with 25 plus kids. And uh, it turned out that we only had these two sessions before the lockdown. So we had to literally get it all hammered out. They're not even a the song. <laughs> They're not listening to any of them. Well, I'd only got a little demo thing that I'd recorded on my phone a bit at that point. So. They'd not listen to that, they didn't know the words. I was literally singing it at them and line by line getting them to sing it back to me. <laughs> so where did you get where did you get the inspiration for the lyrics then? Where did you sort of how
0: how does your writing process go when you're when you're doing Christmas songs? How do you find find the process of writing it?
1: Um it's a funny one really because Usually when I'm writing songs, I would, I'm sort of all about the the music first. Uh, I I usually write the music first and then I kind of get a rough idea of the melody and then I'll go on to the lyrics. But with this one, I very much sort of had in mind from, you know, the very first moment that it would be this Christmas bubble thing. Yeah. That was very much inspired by the whole, uh, well, you know, the, Everything that's going on at the moment—the fact that lots of people are missing out on things that they would normally do this year, friends and family aren't necessarily seeing as much of each other as they'd like to—but uh, you know, keeping it positive, we're going to make it right. And we're going to do Christmas well, no matter what happens. That was sort of the the whole thought process yeah. behind writing the lyric, and and the tune just kind of came out quite easily. Really, it's sort of I don't know, it just happened. Okay. So you, just, you kind of,
0: I guess because we are all in a Christmas bubble and it kind of mm. helps as well that the government has kind of taken that whole terminology <laughs> and just yeah.
1: stolen it. You should have copied it. I know, I should have done, shouldn't I? I'm, I'm wondering now whether, uh, whether the government have been listening to the, the song because we thought of it back in September, October, yeah. September maybe. Because that was when I first wrote the song. It was when the kids went back to school. So it was probably September that's mad isn't it and they've,
0: they've sort of taken it and it, I guess it would be good to have have them sort of acknowledge it. I guess. It would be great I mean
1: I, I jokingly I say jokingly I, I put up on the page let's all write to the Prime Minister because he needs to in, you know endorse yeah. our song being the official the nation's official song because it's called Christmas Bubble yeah. and um I sort of said it jokingly, but I had already written to Downing Street at that point. Just have out. you had a reply? No. <laughs> no. Not yet. Oh, they're busy. I'm sure they'll get back to me in a couple of days. We'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're busy thinking what other restrictions they could put on us. <laughs>
2: yeah, probably.
0: I'll have to write song about that next time. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? You should. You should do a New Year one. Like an New old Lang type song yeah except you, you can't touch hands and you can't <laughs> you can't do that anymore can you? you can't do any of it no it's not even old right. lang Syne, is it no oh, it is yeah. it is a brilliant song and it's it, it is just lovely it's such a lovely christmas song thank you just the the kids have done such a brilliant job you know they have I mean, it, you've done an amazing job in doing all the editing did you use
1: audacity to do the editing <laughs> my my editing software is so obsolete it's like it's not geared for sound mixing in, in uh, the well, it's, i think it's uh it's about 12 13 years old it's it's what audacity used to be it's like adobe sound booth or something like that i think it's called and it's it's really not fit for that purpose but that's all i've got and i can't afford to get uh, pro tools or whatever you know <laughs>
0: so no do you know what what? <laughs> I, I just use audacity i use audacity yeah. it's it, it's a great free program to use i know loads of podcasters use audacity as well because it's it is versatile um but you're right it's not built
1: for something like that no no not when you've got like 65 or 70 tracks of, of music it's it's probably not the best thing but it, I, I got it to work. It worked, and I think it sounds pretty good. So, it does. It does, and you know, I
0: I love I, I love the chorus. That's why I've taken that snippet. That's why I've used that particular snippet because it's got it's got the, me, the melody, the lyrics. And I, I I assume it's your voice in there as well. A lot Is of
1: that people your... do. that, it, but it's not. It no, no. I purposefully kept my voice out of it. I thought, well, I'm going to leave it all to the kids because I wanted the kids to do everything initially I wanted them to do everything but of course that was going to take a lot of time and that was going to be what we would work on throughout that whole month I realized very early on that that was not going to be practical because of lockdown so I recorded the instruments and I thought well I'm not going to sing on it at all because I've, I've had enough input on it I want it to be all about the kids um, but a lot of people mistake uh, one voice for mine, because there's one older lad on there. Yes, yeah. and yeah, he is, hes hes the oldest singer in in the group in Stay Safe, yeah, called Harry. Yeah, I think I he's. I thought it was you. No, not me? <laughs> even my mum thought it was me.
0: <laughs> I genuinely did actually think that it was you. Yeah, no,
1: no, no, no vocals for, of of mine in there at all. Uh, fair enough. So you you just did all the hard work of mixing it all together well it was quite hard work I have to say but yeah it was it it wouldn't have been as hard but because the kids didn't know the song we literally did do it one line at a time with each child, and then I kind of took the snippets out that worked the best for for uh, each bit and then with the chorus it was just literally building up yeah the chorus has got every child singing in it so that was just an amalgamation of each of the best takes <laughs> now,
0: if we weren't in covid you could totally do a band-aid type thing couldn't you we could have all the kids
1: yes. standing together doing it oh, yeah it'd be amazing wouldn't it
0: that would be class
1: and you could you could get like christmas bubble t-shirts or jumpers printed <laughs> yeah yeah definitely well I, that's still not out of the question actually That's a good idea i like it that's that's okay. that's, that's going to be the next thing i think why don't you, you could even get like bumper
0: stickers and stuff you know, get like stuff for people to stick on their cars or
1: whatever. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's anything that's got the image on yeah. is advertising as well, isn't it? It's like, oh, what's that? You know, it's just getting in people's minds as well. That imagery and the uh, and the title of the song and the name of the band and that. So as many people as you can sort of get that out to, the better. Yeah, you could literally just like get a load
0: and post them through random litter boxes. Yeah, Christmas free advertising, isn't
1: it? So. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Got to, I mean, we're, we're definitely thinking outside the box as much as we can with the advertising because when you're, I mean, any independent struggles to get heard, don't they? Um, but I think at Christmas, there's so much competition. You've got to make a bit of a noise, haven't you? So it's just like trying to think like right into the prime minister. Why just give it a go? Why not?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, like Kev Lawrence. He, that's what I tagged you in on Facebook. Yeah. Um, to speak to Kev, you know, because he works at he works at a at a competitive station to to my one that I work yeah. on. But he also works at BBC Radio Cambridgeshire, so he may well know people further up the chain as such. Yeah. Yeah, you never know, dear. It's
1: always worth
2: contacting. If
0: anything, anything to help get it out there. You know, yeah. I've got a friend that works freelance in mainly ITV I've sent her a message on Twitter I went to school with her I've not spoken mm. to her for uh, 20 years maybe but I've just really? sent her a random Twitter message like hi how are you yeah.
2: I've
1: been
0: 20 years it. by the way can you help me out
1: <laughs> oh brilliant I love it I've,
0: I've got this and I sent her the snippet I was like, I've, I've got this song that that a friend of mine has created of, of, uh, that kids have put together any chance you could pass it on to someone at ITV and maybe land it on Piers Morgan's desk or something?
1: Yeah, just...
0: <laughs> you know, kind of slide in there. But that would be the sort of pinnacle to see you on Good Morning Britain. Oh, it'd
1: be amazing, that, wouldn't it? But we that means, though,
0: that would mean you'd have to get the video done.
1: Yeah, which uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the reasons I'm late uh, talking to you tonight, because I was I was so heavily involved in trying to get this video finished that I yeah. late making the kids dinner and then everything else sort of knocked on from there so oh no, yeah it's, it's no bother mate it's absolutely
0: no it, bother just it. whenever you know it's it, whenever i'm going to i'm going to stick this uh, on on monday night and i'm going to play mm. the song on monday night as well yeah um and then i'm going to put it as a podcast an actual podcast episode itself fantastic so, I'll just take the. I'll take the image of that, and I'll take the image of um, if or if you've got a, a, an image that you want me to use of um, shadows of a stranger, because I've yeah. got so many unresolved questions to that. I like. I, I need. I need to know. Fire away. I'm. I'm willing so, to answer. So uh, obviously, you know, it is available <laughs> on Amazon Prime, so people can go yeah. and watch it. And I would, I, I would encourage people to go and watch it because the message is is actually quite quite hidden away but it's a very it's a very ingenious message and i really enjoyed it i know you said to me you know you can tell we had no budget (laughs) but i think that makes it even better i'm glad you said that (laughs) it actually makes it even better it makes it because you're not really looking at the background you're looking at
1: the actors
2: yeah yeah i I can't get over
0: your hair
1: yeah <laughs> it's quite a quite a bouffant, isn't it? <laughs> and it, it
0: it took me a while to look at it and i went is that chris yeah <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> that is, that's chris yeah it was it was mad but like I, I, I know that i don't i don't want to ruin it for people because i actually want people to go and watch it but course, cool. like the powers i don't yeah. understand where did they come from and like he, he and he has a sequence where he talks about uh yeah. i'm guessing astral projection yeah or something yeah. like that um yeah and and i was like i mean that sort of stuff i really like i'm into that sort of stuff and sure. uh, I, i just couldn't and I've, I've watched it again since and i couldn't figure out where where it all came from i know it comes from his dad mm-hmm. obviously but it doesn't mm. i mean i may have missed it but where where does it come from? Where, where did they get
1: it from? Okay, but I might not be able to answer all your questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, well, I, Rich will have to forgive me because it's actually Rich uh, Dutton that wrote the script, um, so he's the guy that probably know, knows the answer to that one, but yeah. things like that I think are purposefully left ambiguous because it's it's just like it's one of those things isn't it like the mysteries of the world yeah there are there are lots of mysteries in in the real world aren't there you know with with still lots of things we don't understand and i think that was probably the 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 thought process behind that that you know it's it's a power that this guy's got and it is passed on genetically but are they fully human, or you know, or is it just something that some humans get, but they tend to keep it to themselves because of it's too powerful? We don't know, you know. Yeah. But there's definitely an inference of, you know, the the angels and the demons quality to uh, to these characters. You know, yeah. There's a there's a heavy sort of uh, implication that Xander's dad is 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 in league with demons. Yeah,
0: he's yeah, he's it is heavily kind of hinted that that he's sort of a, uh, I guess, if you want to kind of put it into terms, people might understand, like a, a Crowley from Supernatural type person. Yeah. He's not obviously a Crossroads demon, but he, he obviously <laughs> has some sort of darkness within him that That's is, right, yeah. is why he's doing Whereas on the flip side, Xander is very, I guess doesn't like using his powers. I've got the impression he didn't really like using them and it was kind of more of a burden yeah. than a gift.
1: Yeah, I think um, certainly when we um, first meet Xander, he's pretty reclusive. Yeah. He's got this dead-end job that, you know, a guy with powers like that could get a better job. Let's face yeah, yeah. it, he could, he could manipulate people into giving him a better job, but he's got this dead-end job because he's sort of hiding in the shadows he's not happy seeing into people's minds because he sees bad things yeah. too often. You know, it, is, it is to him, it is a curse. He doesn't like the power of seeing what everyone's thinking because yeah, it's yeah. quite a nasty world out there when you can see everyone's thoughts. Um, but certainly I think, you, you, you know, as the film goes on, there's, there's definitely that whole battle of, of Xander trying to stay on the, the, path, the, you know, the right moral path. And the demonic influences do start to seep in a little bit and he has to fight that, doesn't
0: he? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do like I uh, I do like the sort of the, the crime caper, I guess, around it as well, because it does sort yeah. of leave you guessing. And for, uh, sure. for one for, for one minute I actually thought that that the copper was the baddie. Ah, right. I, I was just watching, I was thinking this is going to have a twist in it somewhere, <laughs> and it's going to be him, but it's going to be like he blacks out and doesn't remember or realise it's him.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And I was thinking, oh, oh, it could be that, and I, I didn't see the twist coming. I didn't see it coming, and then I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, this sort of makes sense
1: now. Yeah, it's difficult for me because I'm so familiar with the project, but yeah. you know, by the time that film was... Editing and out there because it was very much a uh, you know the, we we did lots of things in that film to keep the the cost down. Yeah. I'm I'm in it. I co-directed it. Me and Rich did most of the editing and visual effects work ourselves as well. So you're so close to that project that yeah. you forget that maybe that the twist is hidden or that it, it seems obvious to us what's coming next. Cause we've seen it a hundred times, 200 times, 300, you know, yeah. so it's quite difficult to gauge how obvious certain things are going to be. I think that's, that's always tricky for, for you when you're that close to a project. So
0: how, how on earth did you get Colin Baker? Cause literally when, when he popped up, I was like, Holy crap. That, <laughs> that's Colin Baker. Like, it's well, great because obviously he's in a wheelchair, but you only yeah. see that he's got no legs at the end. I <laughs> know you, don't well, no, you see do. See it. It. Oh, you know you do. You do.
1: You do, oh, do see you? it once. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, I must have
2: yeah. missed
0: it. I must have like,
1: blinked and yeah. missed it. There's an establishing shot. You do see it. Yeah. Okay. Um You don't. You don't see it too much, but. Um, um, that's probably budgetary reasons at all, because obviously Colin Baker does still have his legs, and to, yeah. to chop them off for every shot was quite expensive. Well, time-consuming, um, but yeah, we. I, th- I said to you before that we, I was involved with some of the cast from Rainbow, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you noticed that Jane from Rod, Jane and Freddie was in. There. Oh, I did. Yeah. Uh, and um, obviously Malcolm Lord, who plays Bungle, he's yeah. also in of a stranger. But uh, Colin Baker is very, very good friends with Jane and Freddie. Okay. Long-term friends. And um, Rich and myself had discussed this role of uh, Ian Fallon, and, uh, uh, William Fallon, sorry, and um, he we, we said loads of times, oh, wouldn't it be great to get Colin Baker to do that part? Because you just see it seemed like the right kind of role. And I have a vested interest because I'm a Doctor Who nutter, so I tried to get lots of Doctor Who people involved in the film, and we, we got a few. We'll come back to that later, but uh, yeah, um, I'd asked Jane a, as, a, as a little favour. I said, "Look, Jane, we've got this script. Would you do a, a bit, a little cameo in it?" And yeah. she's very nice and said, "Yeah, I'd love to come along. We'll come down for a day or two, and uh, and, and uh, I'll do do the scenes." And um, I said, "There's one more little thing." You know Colin Baker, don't you? <laughs> I said, well, look, read, read the script. If you like it, if you think it's good, pass it on to Colin Baker because we think he'd be perfect for, for this role. And she read the script and she got back to me. She said, actually, Rich has done a brilliant job with the script. I really do like it. Genuinely think it's good. And I am going to give it to Colin because I think it's good. And you're right, I think it's a perfect role for him. She said, "I wouldn't do that, you know, lightly. We don't just hand out scripts to any old mate. Otherwise, we'd be doing it all the time, you know." So it was quite nice that she actually did that. And uh, as as Colin said, she uh, pressed it into my hand rather firmly (laughs) and said, "No, do read it, (laughs) uh, because he he said, you know, you know, I get a lot of scripts from Doctor Who fans, and you know, I don't have time to read every single one, and I can't be in every." indie film that comes along. But he said she was quite insistent that I at least have a read of it. And he said, "Oh, yeah, I thought it was rather good. So yeah, okay, I'll come and do it.
0: So that's he came bad. down. Where did, you,
1: where did you film it? Wow, that, that was, uh, that's a, a story and a half. We were looking around for a building because it, was, it became quite apparent early on that if we wanted to do the film with no money, we wouldn't be able to, excuse me, my battery's just on low battery. There we go. Uh, we we realised early on that it was going to be too expensive and impractical to find every single location that was needed for the film. And all the snow machines and things that we'd need. So I said, why don't we do it all on green screen to Rich? I've, I've just watched Sin City, I think. Yeah. But it has got a very Sin City-esque type you- feel to it. Yeah, and I said, well, why don't we do it that way? And I think he looked at me as if I'd gone mad. But I said, well, you know, we'll give, let's do a test. We'll do a test and see what works. So we got a bit of green cloth and did a little scene from the film. And we were like, oh, this is all right, actually. I think we can do it. Um, so we were like, right, well, all we need is one building. We can turn it into a green screen studio, which turned into a blue screen studio because Zander wears a green coat. And um, we found this old... Um, What was it like a an old car showroom place and or like an old garage or something it had a big warehouse room that was empty and so we started setting up this blue screen studio in there anyway we'd nearly got it finished and the owner of the place um wrote to the person who was claiming to be the owner of the place and said you need to get those people out of my warehouse what are you doing? <laughs> so this guy had given us permission illegally to be in this building and we had to rip everything out. <laughs> uh, but luckily we found a farm in uh, sort of near Billinghay in Lincolnshire and um, we, uh, we set up in a huge barn in, uh, on this farm. We set up all the lights and the, this 30 foot blue screen and we spent four months in there
0: jesus four months
1: yeah i think it was about four months yeah
0: that's madness and how long did it take you to do all the editing and all of the the post work (laughs) about four years (laughs) (laughs) to be fair i can see how it would take a lot of time because literally everything bar the odd door is is all is all done it's all superimposed on the background that's right, yeah, we had to build all the backgrounds ourselves.
1: We, we sort of used um, photographic textures and then sort of put them into a, a, a basic 3D environment and then um, made these rooms and parks and whatnot. Yeah, we made it all from scratch, just from photographs we'd taken of uh, different textures and bits and pieces. So it took a long time.
0: How did you find doing all of that? Because that's not, that's not an easy task, is it? That's not something that you just know. You've got to really sort of
1: understand yeah. it it was it was very much a learn as you go along thing yeah. and make and we made up a lot of things as we went along there were there were a lot of problems with we were quite restricted with what we were doing we we knew there were always going to be limits and one of the limits was we couldn't do lots of camera moves because um we it would have taken too long to track all the shots. Um, the technology wasn't quite as good then as it is now. It would be easier now to do. but So we did a lot of static shots and then put the camera moves in later. Um, but what we were finding was that with the basic way we were doing it, you were getting things like either people looked like they were floating or they would be missing through the floor. So we had to you know, problem solve, come up with ways around that and we came up with our own sort of way to, Combat that problem, and there were loads of things like that where we just had to sort of make it up as we went along, and most of them worked out pretty well, to be honest. So it was, yeah, it was frustrating at times, but it was quite gratifying to know that we made a whole film that way.
2: Yeah,
1: and and it's on Amazon Prime. I mean, and it's on
2: Amazon, yeah.
0: You know, it's on Amazon Prime to sit and watch. Like Mm. that—that's the ultimate thing, I, I think. Now, isn't it? Is to see it on something like Amazon Prime. Yeah, and even yeah. the reviews are really good yeah I mean most of them <laughs> there is one on there and I was just like really like, <laughs> you just, you, it, I think they gave it like a 3 out of 10 and I was <laughs> like do you not actually like understand the, the reasoning <laughs> behind the, this film Like, do you not see yeah. past the superficial CGI stuff that you mm. see on every single film and mm. appreciate the fact that this is a feature film mm. on a huge worldwide streaming service that's been done mm. on a budget of probably zero. <laughs> and yet the story itself is yeah. probably one of the most intricate and well-crafted that, you're gonna, that you'll find out of anything, you know. You just don't get, mm. you, you only got to look at Netflix films. They're soulless, Mm. they've got nothing behind them. They're they're there just as vanity projects. Whereas this has an actual story, but it's not just got one story, you've got interconnecting stories. Mm. You've got like um, I can't think of the daughter's name, but Samantha. um, Yeah, Samantha, who Mm. kind of sort of falls in love with Xander. Sort Mm. of it's very it's a very he's quite standoffish. It seems like he loves. Sarah Jane Honeywell's character. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Uh, That—that's his. I think. Yeah. Pardon? That was his true focus, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and And to be fair, you can't really blame him either, to
0: be honest. (laughs) Um, But you know, you've got her—her issues with her friends and sort of alienation. You've got Xander's chronic shyness and, you know, not wanting to, Mm. to kind of put himself out there and to be like a hermit and a recluse. You've got, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you've got the dad with the um, searching for his son. Uh, you've got yeah. the husband and wife, the, the cop and his wife, who um, are going through a messy breakup or not quite a breakup, but their relationship has hit hard times. You've got she's seeing someone else. And there's all these little intricate parts that are very, they're all wrapped up. I think it's one of the only films I've
1: ever seen where everything gets pretty much wrapped up. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no ends. And, the, and the, the stuff that doesn't get wrapped up is not necessarily like a loose end either. It's just sort of like Xander's, Xander's end, um, not to spoil it, but Xander's end in the film is not really a very satisfying one, but it fits the character, you know, it's sort of, he doesn't get the girl and he doesn't do that, but that's Xander, you know, it wouldn't be right if he did. It's not that kind of yeah. film. And, no, and actually, that on a person I love the fact that that's what Rich did with uh, with Sanders' powers as well. you know the fact that this guy has got the power to see to other worlds that are beyond the capability of humans to visit and and see through telescopes and things like that. This guy's got powers to project his mind to to these crazy planets outside our our galaxy, and yet when it comes to love he he becomes unfocused and he can 't and his powers don't quite work, you know, and I think that's a really clever metaphor it,
0: actually. Yeah, it, it is. It's really, really clever. And I think it's, it's very true to probably what someone like Xander would be like, you know, it's all well and good being able to use these powers, but when it's something that benefits him and it's, mm-hmm. it's focused on him, he can't see past his nose. And he yeah. not he can't focus. He can't that's make right. a decision. He's indecisive. He's, you know, which stems from from his upbringing and stems from how he how he grew up, which, you know, there are people out there, not that they have the powers, but they have that sort of personality trait where they, they won't put themselves first. And if they do,
1: it scares them. Yeah. I'm just going to grab a charge. So I think I'm going to lose you in no. a minute.
0: No, you're all right. You're all right, mate. No worries. But no, it was... It was a fantastic film i I really enjoyed it. I was totally engrossed in it. I literally sat watched every second of it, and I was kind of just kind of just watching it and sort of taking in uh, i don't know what, what point it was, but at one point I just kind of switched off from the the background. I didn't kind of yeah. focus on on the background anymore. that was kind of like, yeah, that was a nothing I didn't really. Didn't really, couldn't really focus on the fact that it was all superimposed and done on a blue screen. It was just, yeah. you just focused on the characters.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, that's great to hear that because um, obviously that's what we, we, we want people to, yeah. to be able to do. It is all about the story and all about the characters. And like say, the... the the visuals are unique but that's not what the film is you know the film is defined by the story and the characters which it's great to hear you say that to be honest because that's that's what we're going for
0: yeah and you know it's easy to compare films and and stuff you can't compare this type of film because it was a no budget film but Mm. it had some big big actors in it some well-known actors and actresses
2: yeah thank
0: you. but it also had a story behind it and and that's the most important thing about a film is it's got a story yeah. it's not just yeah. being made for the sake of being made exactly yeah
1: you know i, I think, think one that's of the so brilliant. to do it to be honest because um it, we wouldn't have made it otherwise because it was such a mad extravagant thing to do that had it not have been such a strong story, a strong strong script, I wouldn't have even said to Rich, should we attempt it? Because it was, I think it was just the fact that we were ginning each other up. You know, he, he gave me the script to read, and I went, "We are doing this. We're doing it." <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I'm just, so. I'm just finding the,
0: um, I'm just finding the, the review that I saw that. So there's a couple of the, 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 this one I thought was really really good. Um, what a treat one of the best films i've seen in the genre i love indie films and was so really pleased to come across this one really good story with great music solid performances from seasoned brilliant. actors like doctor who's colin baker um and uh some new faces like sherborne secretary mooring she was brilliant by the way mm. uh, yeah yeah the the woman that played the, the secretary she was really i thought, I thought she was
1: really good which one was that, sorry?
0: The, the woman who played Maureen.
1: Oh, the, yeah, she is good. Do you know what? She was a last-minute casting as well. We didn't audition her. Did you not? No, the original um, actor dropped out. And uh, we, we, we were sort of panicking about how we were going to cast this role because we were already shooting, I think, at that point. And um, one of the other actors said, I know someone who's perfect, trust me. And we kind of went, okay. And in what in what she was brilliant. We loved her, she was so
0: good. It was so good. I mean, the reviews are really good. There's a couple on there that I just think you just haven't grasped the point of this film. Whereas the, no, the majority
1: have. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think actually the bad reviews are people who don't understand it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they haven't understood the, the, the actual purpose of the film and the, the message that it's trying to portray and, and yeah. the story, they've just, they've just gone in expecting to see the same old sort of <laughs> drivel that you get. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. whereas you know, this is, this is an, an indie film, but it has a story that it wants to tell. Mm. People, yeah. I don't know what it is. People just don't understand films that actually have a strong story.
1: They're like, I don't get it. I found this with um, Doctor Who. One of my favourite eras of the the modern Doctor Who was when the storylines became more complicated. And I I think Stephen Moffat sort of tried to um, multi-layer things a lot and drag out story arcs throughout the series and and put very complicated details in. And I loved all that. Um, But a lot of people found that too much. And I think there are two types of viewer for TV and film. Some people just like your, your basic story that they can put on and not have to think too much about and yeah. some people want something they really have to focus on and, and put their mind to um and that, and our film is probably more suited to the latter
0: yeah yeah 100% and i think that for for people that go and watch it they have mm. to to see past what they're actually seeing and think mm. about what's being said as opposed mm. to how it's come you know it, it's about what the interaction between people and reading between the lines Mm. I thought Russell T. Davis was actually quite good at doing that towards towards the end um, before Moffat took over um, and I thought Moffat did okay and then he sort of got a bit too big for his boots started to Mm. believe his own hype and kind (laughs) of went a little bit a little bit off kilter and then Chibnall's come in and tried to basically do Broadchurch as Doctor Who
1: yeah I'm yeah, like, not sure about that at all, to be honest. No, I feel
0: sorry for Jodie because I do. you know, she's she's a great actress, but mm. I just think that she's not been given the right scripts for No, and I think it's given
1: people that excuse, hasn't it? Because a lot of people are sort of anti female doctor coming in and it's given people the excuse to blame it on that, which I don't think is the case at all. No. I don't I think
0: if you had someone like early Moffitt or Russell T Davis mm. doing the scripts I think she'd be a huge success you've only got to look at Matt Smith
2: mm.
0: he was what he I mean he wasn't very well known when he was cast he's
1: probably less known less well known than Jodie Whittaker I'd say yeah oh god yeah she's you know
0: he's very less well known he wasn't really anything anything that was not out no, there that people would not notice no. No. Um, and you know, he was probably I mean he's my favourite new doc new who. He's my yeah, favourite doctor from I the would New Year. Um, I did like David Tennant and I love I loved his his doctor, but I think looking back and rewatching now, I think Smith got a lot better as he progressed, whereas Tennant was just great all the time.
2: Mm.
0: There was no sort of progression. Um and I, I thought Smith actually did a lot better as Doctor Who than yeah. than Tennant, really. Which is I you know, that's not to that. say Tennant weren't brilliant, because let's be honest, he's the most Scottish man in the world and he has the <laughs> best, <laughs> best English accent ever. And he probably had he probably had the best the best episode, I think, in Blink.
1: I think that's probably the oh, best yeah. episode ever. I think that was the that was the point really where the series just up to level for me. I think I remember that episode being on very clearly and thinking, "Wow, this is yeah, this is to set the bar high."
0: Yeah, I mean it was brilliant. And to be fair, you know the the Weeping Angels are probably one of the most
1: ingenious new villains. Very clever, aren't they? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's very very clever. Um, you know, you've got the old staples. They keep regurgitating the Daleks and the Cybermen. And it's just like, oh. You know, you had the Slithine in there as well. and We've had—I um, oh, can't think what the reptiles are called because they were in a couple of old ones as well. The Silurians and that's it. They were in it as well. And,
1: and the um, uh, what are the other ones called? The, the sontarans. Sontar- Adam. Yeah,
0: Sontaras have been in it as well. There's there's not been. I mean, the Silence were really good as well. I quite like that. Although yeah, I, thought that clever. That, I thought that that story sort of just kind of petered out a little bit. It, it kind of
1: dragged on for too long. It couldn't live up to the... I, I love that series, actually, and it is my favourite series, but I don't think the finale could live up to the build-up. That's the problem that's, with that series, really, because it's such a good, strong series, that one. I don't think it could have ever lived up to the, the whole series. No, the, I mean, the, just the first episode in the series where they see him die,
0: and mm. then he's in the diner. And you just think, yeah. okay, this is going to be good. And it just yeah. builds it up and builds it up and builds mm. it up. And then it's kind of flat. <laughs> and then the whole yeah. Clara Oswald thing, that just kind of...
1: It I is. just thought that was silly. Right. That was just silly. I do like Clara, though. I think she gets a lot of flag. And I think, I think she was all right, to be honest. I think the, the story was probably a little much towards the end. You know, this, yeah. this whole sort of possible girl. But... I don't know, it was, it's certainly not the worst thing that's been in Doctor. 2, and I thought she was a decent companion, but she had some very, well, she was following some of the best companions though, wasn't she, so. Yeah, I mean,
0: different. I mean, Rose was, it, it, you know, Rose probably is the best modern companion, I think, with Amy and Rory just behind.
1: Oh, I, I think I'd put Amy above Rose. Really? Personally. I mean, yeah. I know they were, in, they were in more episodes, but I don't know. I just thought that
0: Rose actually complimented the Doctor better, whereas Amy and Rory were sort of their own little entity, and then you had the Doctor as well. And, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, they linked yeah. in together, but I don't know. I just found the whole storyline a little bit, I don't know. It just got a little bit funny, I guess. It was good, though. They were really, really, really good. It's good to have those sort of
1: companions.
0: Uh, don't don't worry about it, mate. Um, I forgot where I was. I forgot what I was talking
1: about now. <coughs> we were sort of talking about oh, companions. Were we sort of there? I can't remember. Yeah, now. yeah. I, I just thought that maybe
0: I like I like the storyline between Clara, Rory, and um, Amy and Rory and, uh, and and River and the Doctor. Although I never quite understood who River's Doctor actually was, because it wasn't Matt Smith, and it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't Peter Capaldi, clearly it wasn't Peter Capaldi. So, so who was it? Who is it? Because you don't actually get to see.
1: I, do you know what, I am so bad at remembering things. I can't actually remember now what simple, because that's quite complicated, obviously trying to piece together River Song's timeline is pretty yeah. complicated. But I'm just trying to think now where, where that one went. I can't, do you know what, I can't
0: think. I'll have to rewatch sure. it again. No, I, I can't think where it went, but from what <laughs> I gather, her hmm. doctor wasn't Capaldi because she, she didn't recognise him. So again, it, it was at that point where she hadn't, she, she'd met the doctor, but not that incarnation. So that wasn't her doctor. Ah, oh, right. Such. Okay. So Does whether they bring, bring Alex Kingston back, I don't know.
2: I'll oh,
0: be welcome, I think. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It'll be. It'll be good to have her back, and it'll also be good to. Um, I wish that they would do more with uh, with Ruth's doctor. There was. Yeah, I
1: was. You know, everyone really likes her. I'm not keen.
0: I I thought that that could actually be quite a good story to kind of follow yeah. on from. Um, yeah, the story. I'd be quite interested to know about about that a bit more.
1: Yeah well i hope they would i hope they'd answer that uh, a bit more in the as as part of the series finale i thought well in fact that yeah. was the only episode with um, with ruth in that that of that series that i sort of thought oh wow I'm, con- I'm feeling a bit more fired up about this series now it's, it feels a bit more like the who that i like yeah i mean the the new the, the new trailer is out
0: for um the 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 new one at christmas mm. um and it's got Jack Harkness back it's got John Barrowman yeah. back in it which i think if anyone can save <laughs> Jody Whittaker's doctor it's John Barrowman and Jack Harkness
1: yeah i I've, I've been missing him very much and and it was nice to see him back in the the last series but it wasn't enough was it just like those few yeah very very kind of fleeting moments with no real interaction with no the, the prop- Story was it it was a
2: bit.
1: Come on, we need more of him. It was frustrating, wasn't it? Very frustrating.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, just need more. Hopefully, we'll get it this time. But it will be good because it's a woman, and it's not. It. The last time he saw the doctor, it was.
1: Was it Matt Smith? Uh, I'm trying to think when it was. Was it David Tennant? Tennant, wasn't it? I think. I don't remember him in Matt Smith series.
0: I don't know whether he had a. I'm not sure. No. I can't
1: remember. I'm getting old, you know. I can't remember things anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. I like, know I'm not... every single detail about Doctor Who, and now I, I can can barely name each Doctor. <laughs> See, selling your Daleks will do that to you. They were like your Achilles heel. Oh no! I can't it's believe true.
0: you sold them. I can't believe when you said you sold them. I was like, what? Well, it was.
1: I was moving house and I didn't have the space yeah. <laughs> or any money. <laughs> so. Yeah, you've got, to make, you've, got to, you've got to kind of have space for them, haven't you? Those I'd like things.
0: a TARDIS, but, you know. Yeah. I, I'd I, love a TARDIS. I, I will build one one day. Yeah, so <laughs> I, could never, I could never build a TARDIS. I'd just end up getting annoyed and smashing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just, should give it. it, go. No, I don't think I could ever do it. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever do it justice. Although, uh, I could, yeah. if I ever if I ever need to have a little
1: project, I could always try and build one in the garden. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I thought about it over lockdown. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I can lockdown. imagine. Yeah, I I thought about building a bar with pallets. I've got a whole load of pallets,
1: and then they're just sitting in the garden. Oh. I I'm just couldn't I'm just be bothered. I did turn my shed into a pub during lockdown. Did ya? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see it in the music video for uh, Christmas Bubble. Ah, uh, I will. I will look forward to that. I'll look forward to seeing that.
0: I think a lot of people built bars in their garden, didn't they? A lot of people built built pubs in their in their garden. So that's all right, um, mate, yeah. That's all right. That's right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you get going anyway, mate, because you've got to get this Christmas video
1: done. I know.
2: Got
1: just to get actually, it I've just i had a, a render going just now and I've just just—I've uh, just noticed that one of the scenes has finished rendering so I can crack on with another <laughs> bit now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making it in very much the same way that we made Shadows of a Stranger. <laughs> bit by bit. Yeah, yeah, well I mean in the same techniques as well because we've, we've been so limited with the lockdown and that that I've had to shoot stuff on green screen here. And then in the studio sessions we did, we quickly shot some green screen stuff with the kids. So I'm doing the same thing, photographic textures and making them into like... It's it's nice little video so far. I think you'll enjoy it. I I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. I'm
0: I'm probably excited to see it. And then just share it out and stick it on all my
1: stories and stuff. So Yeah, well, I appreciate all the uh, support you've given there.
0: Project. mate honestly it's an absolute pleasure anything I can do to help I absolutely okay. will you know I love the song I think it's a great song you know Thanks, if me. I didn't if I didn't think it was a great song I would do the obligatory I'll give <laughs> it a spin and whatnot but yeah I, I genuinely really love it so it's, it's gonna sit on my playlist for every Sunday and I'm gonna play it because it, on Monday nights on my geek shows uh, as of after after this monday this monday 's Kevin Smith films, but after that mm. for three weeks it 's just christmas i 'm counting down my top thirty Christmas films ten a Brilliant. week i 'm just going to play yeah. the song
1: fantastic so, um,
0: and once it 's on our system it 's going to be playing at least once a day anyway on the station so because it automatically yes. it automatically renders when there 's no shows on it will automatically mm. just render certain songs and it will pick so, it's sorted so that it doesn't play like harp does, where it, you get the same song after two hours playing again.
2: <laughs> it's yeah.
0: literally like you don't get the same same songs in a day. So, yeah. it'll play at least once every day. Awesome. So, Love it. So, awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time, Chris. I appreciate it, mate.
1: My pleasure.
0: Absolutely appreciate it. I'll um I'll let you know when I put the podcast out, but... I'll be playing this interview on Monday.
1: So this will go out. Cool. I'll, I'll be playing this on Monday. So i Would um yeah if you let me know the time and I'll give it a little plug on the page and that get some of the Christmas with people. And I'll be, well. I'll be
0: playing the song on Monday as well. I'll play it on I'll play it tomorrow That's... and I'll play it Monday as well. Thanks, mate. So awesome. Enjoy the rest of your evening, mate.
1: Yeah, and you nice talking to you. You too, buddy. I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. Ta da. Bye!
0: Bye! So here it is. Christmas Bubble by Stay Safe.
2: This year's been a cold, cold year Let's take that chill away We've missed out on so much fun Christmas Day Christmas Day